Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When asked last week by reporters if he was confident that he could get voting rights legislation passed, President Biden said, quote, I hope we can get this done, but I'm not sure. Wow. (laughs) Quite a turn from the yes we can days. It's like Nike changing their slogan to, I don't know, (laughs) go for it if you want. Uh, so today is the day in the in the Senate they're actually going to vote on the voting rights thing. I guess they can get people on the record. Oh, oh, look look what you did. Look what you did. You went with the verbiage of the left. The voting rights thing. Voting rules is what it is, as Britt Hume pointed out on Fox. It's a voting rules bill. uh, To liberalize and federalize voting rules. There are plenty of ways you can vote. Very, very few people are not being allowed to vote. Um, but, 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 so they're going to actually put a vote to that today, knowing it's going to fail to get people on the record. Here's a couple of things around that that are interesting. Stephen Colbert made this joke last night about Kirsten Cinema, one of the two senators stopping the uh, Senate from changing the filibuster rules. Colbert said last night. Mrs. Hamburglar, that's what he was calling Kirsten Cinema, has decided that while she values voting, the filibuster is her first love, even though it's an anti-democratic tool, which is pretty good description of Kirsten Cinema. Anti-democratic wow. tool. Wow. Uh, the Democrats used the filibuster 300 plus times in the year 2020. And everybody from Barack Obama to President Biden, to Chuck Schumer himself, have argued how important it is to keep the filibuster. I mean, it's just, we're so far down the road of cynicism that I, I don't even know what to do with it. Right. I, don't, I don't even know what to do anymore. I don't know how we function as a nation if we're going to be this cynical. 
Other than those elephantine and irrefutable points, you make a good point, Stephen. Thanks for the joke. What an ass. Does nobody care anymore, or how do we function with this? For-profit business, man. By the way, just on Kirsten Cinema briefly, she was so loved by the left that a you know a bisexual woman Democrat had won in Arizona. But now that she's not 100% going along with the crowd, boo, she's an anti-democratic tool. A fascist and a racist. Uh, and then this, which I thought was pretty good. Jonah Goldberg uh, tweeted this out. Uh, the uh, and, and this is the caption. Joe Biden had one job above all others, no bad tweets, and he can't even do that. Sad. Here's Joe Biden's tweet. Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things, voter suppression and election subversion. It's about making it harder to vote, who gets to count the vote, and whether your vote counts at all. We have to pass the Freedom to Vote Act and John Lewis Voting Act's Advancement Act. That is so brutally dishonest. That is beneath the President of the United States. Did Trump have many tweets beneath the Presidency of the United States? Of course he freaking did. But Joe Biden ran entirely on, I'm not going to be that kind of person. Okay. Well, I guess those days are over. You know, now would be a great time to run those Molly Hemingway hey, quotes. And I didn't know this till somebody pointed out yesterday, which gets to the way the mainstream media handles things. I'd heard about Joe Biden's approval rating being low. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was the second lowest in history at the one-year mark. And the only person lower was Donald Trump. I said, you kidding me? Everybody should know that. Only one president has had a lower approval rating at the one-year mark than Joe Biden, and that's Donald Trump. And often, uh, numbers matter less than trends. Trump started quite low. He ticked a little bit downward, uh, but, you know, just hung around high 30s, low 40s. Joe Biden's numbers have plunged, especially among independents. And Trump had the entirety of the media against him before he ever took the oath Claiming that he was a tool of Russia and still was only like two points lower than Joe Biden is right now with all the media cheerleading him the entire time up until up until like the last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. So anyway, uh, the uh, the Joe Biden tweet, Give us uh, share that with us again, uh, a little bit of it. Do you have that handy? Still? I, I do. Um, Jim Crow 2.0, which is obscene. That is absolutely freaking obscene for the President of the United States to play games with the Jim Crow South. Just obscene. Anyway, Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things, voter suppression and election subversion. That is sickening. Molly Hemingway of The Federalist, clip 33, Michael. Yeah, that original speech, a lot of people in the media loved it, but it went over like a lead balloon on Capitol Hill, calling people racist for opposing his fairly radical uh, voting changes legislation. The thing is, this whole issue, whether he's softer in the rhetoric or not, has been an extreme gaslighting of America. Nobody thinks that we have a voting rights problem like we had in 1964 in this country. Nobody thinks that in an election where you had tens of millions of people voting with no problem, that you have a voting rights problem well yeah 1964 is a fine uh, date to cite but how about 1916 1902 i mean when lynchings torturings murder that sort of thing you could not vote as a black person in large swaths of the country 
to call this Jim Crow on steroids or Jim Crow 2.0 is, as Jack said, obscene. Yeah, oh, yeah, I read the statistics because they were out yesterday for Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. I think the stat was 6% of black people were registered in Mississippi. It was something like that. I mean, just horrible. And that's what Joe Biden says is going on right now. That's an obscene thing for the president of the United States to say. And finally, from me, give us clip 30. This is Britt Hume. This is an interesting case, and it's something we've seen many times before. This really isn't a voting rights bill. This is a voting rules bill. But this is how you do it sometimes. You pick a topic where you want to legislate something or get something done, and you propose a measure that would would do something you would like to see done, but which also might have the additional attraction of helping your party politically. And then you attach a name to it of some sanctified cause. So this bill is called a voting rights bill. It really isn't that. It's voting rules. But nevertheless, the name has stuck and everybody's using it. Here's the question. We frequently pose this sort of question. Is there anybody so either emotional or dopey or swept up in, in, in the rhetoric of the day among senators and congresspeople that they actually believe that rhetoric? Is there even one of them? I mean, because it's so wildly untrue. I mean, it's not even close to true. It's essentially restoring voting rules to what they were before the pandemic. Because there's no longer reason to be terrified to go to the polls if you do, you're a crazy person. Uh, Or you're 80 with asthma or whatever. And then God bless you, we're wishing you well. Um, Is there anybody on Capitol Hill who believes that rhetoric? Or is every single one of them knowingly just putting on this wild-ass performance that that this is a racial terror. That second one. Even beyond that, I don't think Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer actually want to do away with the filibuster. That's a good point. And and they know this bill's not going to pass. They've known it for a very long time. Right. I don't even think they want to do away with the filibuster. All the awful things they're saying about uh, Manchin and Cinema. I don't think they actually want it to happen. I think they'd be horrified it did. Republicans are going to take back control. They'd run roughshod over the government if that happened. Well, you're right. So the entire thing, virtually every single syllable uttered, is fake. It's fake. It's a lie. It's 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 an appeal to people that aren't paying close attention or something. I don't know. It's very cynical. Follow-up question. Among the legacy media. Now, those people, we've known some of them, they're not very bright. It's not their fault. It's genetics, like not being very tall, okay? If Wolf Blitzer has the intelligence of like a medium-level bright sheepdog, (laughs) that's not his fault. If Don Limon couldn't think his way out of a wet paper bag, that's not a reason to hate the man. But here's the question. The media that are parroting these obscenities of dishonesty and, again, minimizing the Jim Crow horrors, the media folks, how many of them believe this stuff, Jack? Or are they just willing to go along because no, it's a, good clickbait? I think a lot of them actually believe it. They believe that we are a white supremacist nation, and it's a bunch of white supremacists getting in the way of... Yeah, I think they believe it. Yeah, I mean, I, I my mind is cast back to the All-Star game being yanked out of Atlanta. Any reasonable... Uh, examination of that, uh, discussion of that would have said, oh, no, no, you're not going to yank the All-Star game out of a majority black city with thousands and thousands of black business owners and give it to Denver in Colorado, whose voting laws are more strict than Georgia. That would be that would be insane. And yet it happened. So is it all explained by, he asks, knowing the answer, is it all explained by 
Politics being the art of whipping the mob into a frenzy, then telling them which direction to go. Yeah. And everybody being afraid to say to the mob, you've been misled. Yep. Bingo. It's frustrating, man. It's scary, yeah. too. This isn't just a right versus left game. That's I, I wish there were more people willing to say that. This isn't just a my side's bad, your side, my side's good, your side's bad. It's not just that. We can't keep doing this or it's all going to fall, fall apart. Yeah, it reminds me of one of my favorite uh, metaphors, which is overused and underappreciated, that of the dogs of war, releasing the dog, let loose the dogs of war. They don't mean like to chase a tennis ball and bring it back to you. The dogs of war is a metaphor for what war brings, death and pestilence and starvation and the loss of humanity and, and just every horror you can possibly imagine. And the dogs of war don't come back when you call them. The dogs of race war in the United States or feverish mobs convinced that, say, Joe Biden and a gang of child molesters led by JFK Jr. together with Trump are going to overturn the election and bring something or other. I mean, you unleash that stuff over and over again. Or anybody who's against this bill is uh, is is uh, is uh, George Wallace, is is uh, Jefferson Davis. You unleash those dogs of, of hatred and war, they don't come back when you call them. But but to get contributions, to get votes, to mobilize the mob, they're more than happy to do that. It's it's it, any oh God, politics is despicable. It is, it is so it really despicable. Is. Seriously, crack prostitutes and like armed robbers should look down on politicians because at least they're honest about what they're doing. I have a gun. I need your stuff or I'm going to hurt you. That's a much more admirable exchange than modern politics. Hang on to your French bulldog. They're getting stolen left and right. Is that a euphemism or... Uh... No, just I mean, an actual dog. North oh. Korea had, does have hypersonic missiles. Freaking scary. What about when you release the French bulldogs of war? And what a, then? And a bunch of other stuff, so stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Why are we talking about the Cowboys? Enough of the Cowboys. You know, I see where Doritos, they have this new flavor. Doritos. It's called, it has a picture of Dak Prescott on the bag. And it's called Nacho Year. Oh, my God, that's O.J. Simpson making a joke about one of the playoff games from the weekend. O.J. Simpson, the murderer. (laughs) Get it? Nacho year. I get it. Oh, gosh darn it. Wow, that's the the message to the poor Cardinals of uh, Arizona. uh, I felt bad because my dad's a Cardinals fan, but the Rams just absolutely whooped up on him. Mm. Cutting commentary from O.J. Simpson. Oh, no, no. Um, Damn. Who asked for that? So I got a kind of a funny North Korea story. And then a serious North Korea story that's frightening. North Korea bans laughing and drinking on the anniversary of Kim Jong-il's death, his dad. So they've been banned from laughing. I'm too hungry to laugh. How many of them were laughing anyway? 
Yeah. Banned from laughing or drinking for 11 days celebrating or honoring the death of his father. So You know, if I'm going to get executed for laughing, I'm probably not going to drink that day. To make sure I remember, you know? Make sure nobody says something funny. This is serious. So we now know that back on January 5th, North Korea did successfully test a hypersonic missile. Until very recently, the only countries in the world with that technology were Russia, China, and the United States. And we just found out China had it like a month ago. Well, North Korea adds to the list. What? Who gave it to them? China? Yeah, it have to be. You know, their rocket program is not terrible, but I don't think they're hypersonic missile ready. So, yeah, I'll bet China, you know, they they kept their good stuff and their kind of second-tier uh, rockets they came up with, they gave to old fathead. Last week, South Korea's Joint Chief of Staff said it detected another missile more advanced than the one reported earlier in the month headed toward the Sea of Japan. Uh, initial reports from South Korea indicated the missile traversed 435 miles and reached a velocity of 7,673 miles per hour, 10 times the speed of sound. Wow. With the world having no idea that they had the technology to fire a missile at that kind of speed. Hypersonic missiles, if you're not hip to this by now, travel low and fast and cannot be picked up by the sort of radars that we've got to pick up your usual intercontinental ballistic missiles. So the presidential nominee of South Korea's conservative uh, party argued last week in favor of a preemptive strike against North Korea to counter their capabilities, saying missiles that travel at speeds over Mach 5, if they're loaded with nuclear warheads, will reach the Seoul metropolitan area in less than one minute. Interception is impossible. In that case, the only method to prevent them is conducting a preemptive strike when we detect signs of a launch. But that's not preemptive. Well, I guess he means, like, you see the equipment being moved into place? I or? guess. I mean, once it's off the pad, it's it's too late, right? But How long does it take to accelerate? I don't know. Obviously, this is ratcheting up tensions a great deal. North Korea has a missile and a nuke and a missile that could uh, uh, put it somewhere in the United States and we can't detect it? That's a heck of a story. Well, according to our North Korea expert who wrote in, experts are occasionally wrong or often wrong uh north korea is just desperate to prevent any sort of invasion and they have no plans on acting offensively we have to hope I that's hope true he's right we have yeah. to hope that's true because what other choice i'm not sure we have an alternative honestly right. what do you preemptive strike of what I don't know. every conceivable uh, launching pad of, of this weapon i don't know and uh do you want to add iran to the list of countries that has nuclear weapons and then probably very shortly would have a hypersonic missile from russia or China, sure. Yeah. yeah, anything to counterbalance the U.S. You remember, or China, you must remember, China will do anything, no matter how unholy or unwise, as long as it's bad for the U.S. Yep, yep. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Came across a great editorial that I'm praying the Democratic Party does not read. It is so smart about school closures. If you can't stay tuned, grab the podcast later, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The CDC is reportedly experiencing a massive wave of staff burnout, and even that was reported two weeks late. <laughs> Americans will be able to order free at-home rapid coronavirus tests from the federal government this week. And in equally timely news, 2020 New Year's glasses. <laughs> no freaking kidding. How is wow. not more of the media saying, wait, wait a second, isn't the Omicron going to be over right, like exactly when we get all these? And you're ordering them now? Where you been? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. So I came across this editorial in uh, New York Magazine, which Aren't I thought was... Uh, you fancy? I can't even remember how I became aware of it, but uh, it's by Jonathan Chait, and his title is, School Closures Were a Catastrophic Error. Yep. Progressives still haven't reckoned with it. Sometimes you need to own up to an error, error so it's not repeated. And, you know, if I wanted to and if we had unlimited time... Um, I can read you. I have a stack here of emails on the topic of the tragedy of the school closures. Uh, some are from parents. Some are from uh, uh, teachers. Um, we're talking about you know the depression, the anxiety, the suicide attempts, the uh, the uh, substance abuse. Uh, teachers talking about how they thought when they came back in person it would all be better again, but the kids have lost something, and it's just so different now. It's it's. It's really sad yeah. is another reason, you know, I haven't pushed it to the top of things we're talking about. I don't want to take up your time, but I'll, right. I'll never understand how people didn't catch on to this faster. Do you remember how confused I was at the time? Hey, is anybody else having any luck with this? Because this is a disaster. Oh, yeah. Is this working for anybody else? 
but I didn't hear anybody talking about it. I remember in the very early days, you asked all the parents you knew, friends, relatives, everybody, um, and the kids, what percentage of learning do you think you're getting out of this? And one self-starting, super bright kid said about 30%, and that was the champion. <laughs> yeah, everybody else was way lower than that. And right. so with that out there, how did it not become a... Well, anyway, it didn't. So let me hit this editorial by Jonathan Chait, and he is a, a man of the left who's praying the left picks up on this. I'm kind of hoping they don't for at least a little while. I hope they do eventually because I don't want to see the tragedy repeated, but... He writes, recently, Nate Silver, he's the uh, 386 guy, right? The, is that the number thing that the polling organization, 486? It's not 386, uh, Omaha, it's Omaha not 486, it's a number. What is that? Yeah, number? it's a 281, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, Blink 182, I don't, I don't recall. Anyway, uh, Nate, it's not that important. Nate Silver found himself <laughs> in the unenviable role of main character of the day on Twitter. 538. He, yes, that's the one. That's much better than the numbers I threw out there. Anyway, he was the main character on Twitter for a day because he proposed that school closures were, quote, a disastrous invasion of Iraq magnitude or perhaps greater policy decision. Wow. The comparison generated overwhelming anger and mockery. And Chait says it's not an easy one to defend, a fiasco that led to hundreds of thousands of deaths, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's a pretty high bar. Weighing policy failures in such utterly different realms to each other is so inherently difficult that any discussion quickly devolves into could Superman beat Mighty Mouse territory, <laughs> which I thought was oddly amusing in this context. Anyway, but these complications do not fully explain the sheer rage generated by Silver. The furnace hot backlash seemed to be triggered by Silver's assumption that school closings were not only a mistake, a possibility many progressives have quietly begun to accept, but an error of judgment that was sufficiently consequential and foreseeable that we can't just shrug it off as a bad dice roll. It was a historic blunder that revealed some deeper flaw in the methods that produced it and which demands corrective action. And was obvious within weeks. That's what makes me so mad and what I've never understood. It was obvious within weeks that this whole home learning thing does not work. You're 100% correct, and undeniably so. And I think uh, Mr. Chait soft-pedals that reality in the next several sentences. Um, you'll notice that, that it was clear almost immediately. That unnerving implication is, has a mounting pile of evidence to support it. It is now indisputable and almost indisputed that the year and a quarter of virtual school imposed devastating consequences on the students who endured it. Studies have found that virtual school left students nearly a half a year behind pace on average at least, uh, with the learning loss falling disproportionately on low-income Latino and black students. Perhaps a million students functionally dropped out of school altogether. And the social isolation imposed on kids caused a mental health state of emergency, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, and virtually anybody with the awareness of kids. The damage to a generation of children's social development and educational attainment, and particularly to the social mobility aspects of its most marginalized members, will be irrecoverable. It is nearly as clear that these measures did little to contain the pandemic. Children face little risk adverse Mm. health effects from contracting COVID, and there's almost no evidence the towns that kept schools open had more community spread. Wow, so that's a heck of a thing for him to say. So he's not only saying it was a disaster, he's saying a disaster that didn't even need to happen at all. It would be one thing if he was weighing it against, you know, it was dangerous, but this is worse in the long run and the balance of things. No, it wasn't even dangerous to start with. 
Well, exactly. He's trying to do, in fairness, a cost-benefit analysis, but there's only cost and no benefit. None. In the panicked early weeks of the pandemic, the initial decision to close schools seemed like a sensible precaution. I would agree, at least temporarily. Authorities drew on the closest example of at hand, the 1918 Spanish flu. But in relatively short order, growing evidence showed that the century-old precedent did not offer much useful guidance. While the Spanish flu is especially deadly for children, COVID-19, just the opposite, as we all know now. It is so... You know what it is? It's revealing that he has to point these things out to his lefty audience. Um, It's shocking, but interesting. By the tail end of spring 2020... It was becoming reasonably clear both that remote education was failing badly and that schools could be reopened safely. What happened next was truly disturbing. And what happened next, we'll describe to you after a brief word from our good friends at Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving our listeners 20% off for the New Year's on their award-winning home security. And your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. Well, you can take 20% off your Simply Safe system and your first month is free? When you it's not very up? expensive anyway, honestly. As great as it is, it's very reasonably priced. Named the best home security system of 2021 by U.S. News & World Report. You go to the website, you click around, you customize it for your home. You can get free custom recommendations if you want a little help. In fact, they help you with everything, set up and everything else. You set it up yourself. So this isn't a make an appointment and be there between 11 and 5 and somebody will come to your home. Nope. You set it up yourself, take you about a half an hour. No long-term contacts, contracts, and no commitments. Any scumbag ever comes to onto your property and does something foul, you're going to have their picture, their license plate, and high-def camera views thanks to the indoor and outdoor cameras. Good stuff. Take 20% off your Simply Safe system. First month of monitoring free. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. I wish I could take any enjoyment in this lefty commentator saying that some of us were right about this, but I can't. It was too damaging to the kids. There is no pleasure at all in this. It's just maddening. Just yeah. freak. It's beyond maddening. This is going to go down in history like the um, uh, the experiments they conducted on uh, black males with syphilis. I mean, it's it's going to be that sort of thing. Like, how did that ever happen? You'll wonder. Wow, what a different time that must have been. Yeah, how did the cruelty and ignorance. How did mm. something that crazy ever occur where they shut down schools? Unbelievable. So Jonathan Chait, he just went through, if you're just joining us or you have a short memory, a short attention span, he just went through the fact that the evidence was irrefutable, that remote schooling was failing miserably, and that the children were not at risk from COVID. Irrefutable evidence. What happened next was truly disturbing. The left, by and large, rejected this evidence. Progressives were instead carried along by two predominant impulses. One was a zero-COVID policy that refused to weigh the trade-off of any measure that could even plausibly claim to suppress the pandemic. The other was deference to teachers' unions who were organizing to keep schools closed. Those strands combined in refusal to acknowledge the scale or importance of losing in-person learning with a moralistic insistence that anyone who disagreed was callous about death or motivated by greed. He leaves out, handily enough, the cult of Trump hatred. Right. Because that was a powerful animating force of those other things. Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Social scientists have measured the factors that drove schools to stay closed last year. One study found schools with unionized teachers, more of which were located in more Democratic voting districts, were more likely to remain all virtual. Another likewise found, quote, local political partisanship and union strength rather than the severity of COVID predicted school closing. It is always easier to diagnose these pathologies when they're taking place on the other side. You've probably seen the raft of papers showing how vaccine uptake correlates with Democratic voting and COVID deaths correlate with Republican voting. Perhaps you've marveled at the spectacle of Republican elites actively harming their own audience from his perspective. Although these people always they can't comprehend there's a difference between vaccines and vaccine mandates. Anyway, but the same thing Fox News hosts were doing to their elderly supporters, progressive activists were doing to their side's young ones. In a big country, there are always going to be crazy people at the margins. You can measure the health of the parties by the degree to which crazy ideas are taken up by powerful people. But the Democratic Party's internal debate on school closings was making room at the table for some truly unhinged ideas. The head of the largest state's most powerful teachers union insisted on the record, quote, that there is no such thing as learning loss. Oh, wow. You remember that? Wow. So I'll ask the question you were asking me earlier about the whole voting rights thing. Do those teachers union people that did this horrible thing to our kids, did they actually believe they were doing the right thing? Or are they just that cynical and care that little about children? I think they combine the greed of the uh, you know the Wall Street robber Baron with the morality of the uh, mob assassin. Honestly, I just think they're rotten to their core. Anyway, the state of the uh, the head of the largest state's most powerful teachers union insisted on the record there is no such thing as learning loss and should have been barred from public conversation for the rest of her life for that, and described plans to reopen schools oh my God, as quote. That makes me insane. There's that one makes more. me insane. How can you say that out loud? That's nonsensical. Not right. only is there data to back up the fact that that's nonsensical, it just doesn't make any sense on its face. Yeah, somebody get the, get me the name of the California Teachers Association head. I can't remember. It's not Randy Weingarten. She's the national gal. Uh, but th- this is an evil, evil human. Google it. There's no such thing as learning loss and describe plans to reopen schools as, quote, a recipe for propagating structural racism. Oh, boy. Played the race card on it. Within Blue America, transparently irrational ideas like this were able to carry the day for a disturbingly long period of time. In recent days... Angie Schmidt and Rebecca Bodenheimer have both written essays recounting the disorienting and lonely experience they had watching their friends and one-time political allies denounce them for supporting a return to in-person learning. Bodenheimer's account is especially vivid. Quote, parents who advocated for school reopening were repeatedly demonized on social media as racist and mischaracterized as Trump supporters. Members of the parent group I helped lead were consistently attacked on Twitter and Facebook uh, by two Oakland moms with ties to the teachers' union. They labeled advocates' calls for school reopening white supremacy, called us Karens, and even bizarrely claimed we had allied ourselves with Marjorie Taylor Greene's transphobic agenda. E. Toby Boyd, I'm told, is the name of the head of the California that Teachers Association. Sound right, but uh, okay, I could be wrong. Should be a household name if it's correct. Uh, then they talk about the fall, the failed experiment of remote learning finally coming to an end in the fall of 2021, except for a handful of so union. We've got we've got more quotes from that story. We're about out of time. Um, uh, this story makes me so angry. I 
I can barely talk. I can barely think about it. And if you had kids in school, you feel the same way. I know you do. Oh, so don't get me started. I'm going to have to calm down. We'll be back. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The worst thing our government has ever done in the modern era, you know, post-slavery, etc., is shut down the schools. It will go down in history I think as so. that. Yeah. Yep. And this uh, Jonathan Shade piece, just to wrap it up very quickly, uh, his point is that uh, most of his friends on the left haven't even discussed this. And in fact, one of the most animated conversations on the left right now is whether we should even be measuring academic achievement anymore. Wow. And uh, how many how how many of the the opinion makers on the left have kids? I know. I know. So uh, I was going to say coming up, but let's just go ahead and do it right now. I hope you enjoy this very much. You remember Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy on Saturday Night Live? I do. Well, this is Veep Thoughts with Kamala Harris. We have the power today to have an impact on tomorrow, and we can't shortchange the significance of that. 
Should we have done that sooner? We are doing it. But should we have done it sooner? We are doing it. Here's the motivation. You. Figure out what kind of gives you, you know, your brain a, like, like a tingle. I mean, the thing about Doug is that he is exactly who he is. If you want to figure out how to get across town to some restaurant you heard is great, you usually do Google. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. It's actually stronger to be kind than it is to be mean. And that's, that's a winning argument every time. It was a debate that the whole reason, literally, it was a debate. It was called a debate. We must together work together. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. It's so fundamental. It's so fundamental. We do things that are about saying that our Department of Justice is going to do these investigations. Please dream with ambition. Have big dreams. You'll remember that? Yes. yes. All right. I'll see you later. She's no, not impressive. Nothing will ever beat uh, the one there toward the end. The there's There's a time for... How does it go? There's a time for... It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. (laughs) Yes. Resist we much. I love that. That's fantastic. Wow. Joe Biden coming up on, uh, what, in two days, be the one-year mark, uh, with the second lowest approval rating in 80 years, behind only Donald Trump. That's really something. Part of that is where our politics are. The other part of it is he's really sucking right now. Not a joke. As I pointed out earlier, though, if you look at the trend line, that's what's really notable. I mean, Trump started with low approval numbers. They ticked down a little bit, but he never had any approval from Democrats. And, you know, just okay from independents. He never got below 40 or above 45, I think, something like that. Biden's numbers have plunged among independents by like 25% or something like that. Yeah. Uh, And Democrats are just, you know, they're they're trickling away a little more slowly than independents, but... He's losing support in all quarters. I um, I say this a lot, but I I uh, it, it bothers me some. Uh, cable news acts like, and maybe this is what the audience wants. Your, your whole life is determined by who's president, and everything is marked by presidencies and stuff. And I think living your life that way is insane. It just whatever. But um, I do wonder how this turns out. All politics completely aside, the guy is senile. He's worse now than he was a year ago. I wonder how this plays out. Like, the, the politics aside, I just wonder how this plays out. Does he... Do they 25th Amendment him? Does he at some point come out and make a speech, which, you know, I think all Americans could get behind if he came out and said, look, I realize I'm not capable of doing things anymore. I just, I forget things. And and I've further realized that the vice president is a dunderhead. So... <laughs> Now you're getting into the politics, but at some, what? at some point, does he give a impassioned speech where he just says, look, it happens to lots of elderly Americans and I'm just, I don't, I struggle now and I don't think I should be president. Well, I stand by my prediction that he is all along planned on probably serving two years in a day so that his vice president, were they not a dunderhead, could theoretically serve out his term, then run two more times, um, uh, and I still think that's fairly likely. 
depending on which direction his cognitive abilities go. But in answer to your question of how this plays out, I think the very, very best thing we can hope for is we all hold our breath and, and pray disaster doesn't strike, whether foreign or domestic, any worse than it has. I think he gives that speech at some point. I'd agree. The touching, I'm losing it, and I should step down speech. And we all say, yeah, it's too bad, I guess. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.